Warning, the following podcast has been classified as insanely lucrative. Listener discretion is advised. At first, I didn't understand why somebody would want to raise their prices because the algorithm that Amazon uses is based on people actually visiting your page and the conversion rate from those clicks to actual purchases. Your attention, please. please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue streams and unfair, unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I'll be your host. And this is the show where we discuss generating revenue 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, thus the name of the show. As a matter of fact, it's Sunday. I was just watching the TV series Billions. Pretty awesome show. And guess what, guys? I was making money while doing that. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. So I've got a few things I want to talk about. First of all, I apologize for the hiatus in getting podcast episodes out. Unlike, I think, a lot of podcasters where their primary business is podcasting, I have my main businesses. I still have my app business, mobile apps, and I've been working like crazy to build up the private label business. And so the podcast stuff, although I want to teach this as much as possible, that kind of gets sidetracked sometimes while I'm working on the other things. But that does lead me to a lot of cool information that I can talk about. And I want to talk about some of that stuff actually right now. So if you're a member of our Facebook group, and if you're not, you should be, head over to our website over at ampmpodcast.com and join the Facebook group. But inside the Facebook group, I had posted a screenshot um, showing what Amazon had said I had lost in total sales, total revenue loss because I was out of inventory. And it was a scary number. It was uh, just over $140,000 in lost sales. And, you know, I talked about this in a previous podcast where I was talking about my December results and the numbers would have actually been bigger. They would have been higher had I not run out of out of inventory. But, you know, being that it was my first full month of selling on Amazon and because it was the Christmas season and sales were higher than normal. And I was just trying to figure out how to apply all the previous knowledge I had in regards to uh, keywords and pay-per-click from all the other businesses that I've done that are ultra aggressive and how to apply those to Amazon. Um, you know, it was just a big learning process. So I, you know, I just didn't know. I didn't know that going crazy with pay-per-click was going to drive as many sales as it did. And I just ran out of inventory real quick and I didn't get inventory in uh, for over a month, actually. What I ended up doing is on my next order, I, I definitely upped the order compared to what I had previously ordered, right? I wanted to make sure I don't run out of stock, but I wanted to get some in a little bit sooner than later. So I ordered a percentage of my product via Express Air. Uh, so those came in, they went into inventory and then the rest of it um, is still being shipped out. It's on a boat. So that's the the majority of that inventory. But there were some issues that I think, you know, that caught me by surprise and I wanted to talk about these. Actually, before I talk about those issues, let me just mention, if you didn't listen to the podcast where I talk about uh my December numbers and how I generated over $80,000 total um, in sales. 
you should listen to that. I, I go into a lot of details about what products I pushed, what I didn't, and how I did certain things. But essentially, I had built up my products, my brands, to rank really well. The BSR was awesome. I was number one in uh, one of the number one releases in one of the categories. And when I ran out of stock, you know, I lost all of that. My BSR dropped from really high numbers down to like 200,000. So when I got my products back in, I almost had to start over. And I thought it would be a little easier to regain positions than it has been. But um, yeah, it was a little bit tougher. But I, I can say that because I completely ran out of stock. I mean, almost on everything. I was down to zeros on everything. I didn't have anything to sell. I mean, so my, my sales dropped from you know, a high of 9,000, it was over $9,000 in sales in one day. That was my peak, right? And then it dropped to just like one sale or two sale. It was some some product that I had, the one that I had discussed in the past that I said I was gonna drop. So um, yeah, there was nothing coming in. I On a good day, it was like $200. So as soon as I got the inventory in, the Express Air inventory, I started driving some pay-per-click to the, uh, to the inventory, to the product line, doing a few few little techniques. I was doing some experimenting that I hadn't had a chance to do because sales were just so good in December. And uh, I learned a few things. It was pretty interesting. I'm now spending very little relative to what I was spending. Um, in fact, yesterday I spent, what's it? I have it written down here, $233 in pay-per-click and my sales were $2,015. So, you know, not the best, not the, the worst either. Um, uh, in Christmas, during Christmas time, I was maxing out my my bids on some of the campaigns. One campaign uh, was doing, you know, over $500 per day. So I can max this out. I did a little test uh, just recently where if I did a few things, it would, I could drive it up to about $800 per day in pay-per-click. So that's a big number to float. You know, you're talking about $24,000 a month just on pay-per-click. But, you know, the sales uh, jump up a lot. And then when your pay-per-click sales jump up, the way I set things up, my organic sales also go up, but I just don't have the inventory. I'm, in, as a matter of fact, I just ran out of inventory again. I wasn't planning on it, but again, I want to slap myself on the head. Um, on one of the products, I ordered just enough of the Express Air products that I thought would would uh, I could stretch out until the shipment came in by boat, but I miscalculated. So let me talk about this miscalculation, by the way. I think it's a, a very interesting mistake, I guess you would call it, or, or I, you know, I really should have figured this out or thought about it. So let's talk about this. Um, and during Christmas, okay, two of my biggest products were in the same category. Okay. So they're, they're not variations of each other, but they're, they're similar things. So imagine you had, for example, you're selling a drone and then you're selling a remote control helicopter, right? Two similar products, but not the same thing. So uh, people, the same, basically uh, somebody in the market for one might be in the market for the other. So anyways, I had both of these products and one was selling for a little bit more than half the price of the other one, okay? One was in its uh, low 20s, the other one was in its, it was in the $40 price range and above. <laughs> so they were selling really well, uh, but the lower one was outselling the, the more expensive one, which makes sense, right? You know, cheaper stuff typically will sell more units. Um, so this time around, I ran out of both, so it didn't matter. But this time around, I ended up ordering a little bit more of the the cheaper units because I, I knew they were going to sell a little bit better. They finally come in, and I start applying the standard pay-per-click strategies that I've always employed, right? And days go by, and I start noticing a trend, and that's the the fact that the cheaper model 
the cheaper unit that was selling quite well during Christmas relative to the more expensive model is not selling as many as it was then. And in fact, I'm not talking about actual units, but in comparison to the more expensive unit, things have kind of flip-flopped. The more expensive unit now is actually selling way more units than the cheaper one uh, by a factor of about what almost four to one. So I started scratching my head. I, I didn't understand how did this happen? You know, was it is is it something to do with my listing? Is it because I was I got pushed down too far on the BSRs, or something is actually missing in my campaign? And and I, it finally dawned on me. It just kind of clicked. And what I'm almost positive that it is is that during Christmas or leading up to Christmas, people are in rampage mode. They're they're out there buying gifts for people. And they don't want to spend a lot of money on gifts, especially if you're buying things for uh, friends or, or whoever it might be. Unless it's somebody really, really close to you, um, you're probably going to be watching what you spend. Um, if it's not for yourself, you're probably going to be watching what you spend even more so, right? I mean, if it's something that you really want, you'll pay more. But if it's just going to be a Christmas gift, a lot of people are looking to spend $20, $30 on a gift and that's enough. But if you start getting up to around $50 or you know, at least upper 40s, it becomes kind of expensive. So during the Christmas season, the lower price model was selling like crazy versus uh, the more expensive model. But now that Christmas is gone, the people that are actually buying these units are, are people that want these for the most part for themselves and they're getting the higher quality, more luxurious model or product that, that we're selling out of the two. And the cheaper one is probably selling what it should have been selling. It was just inflated because of Christmas. The more expensive model is selling about the same as it was during Christmas in terms of um, units for the amount of advertising that's being pushed towards it. So that was a big aha moment. So think about that, guys. Does that make sense? I mean, you can't, or at least I can't, base any of my sales or the logic or decisions that uh, I'm going to be making in terms of plans moving forward can't be based on December because those numbers were all inflated and weird and wacky and people were buying gifts so now I know I've got a big boat full of <laughs> product coming in with tons of these uh, cheaper units so I have a feeling these are gonna last me a little while and the more expensive units are going to run out a lot faster so I was just about actually to order a new shipment of products actually before the boat even arrived I was going to order some more because I'm doing the the forecasting right i'm thinking ahead like how how many days am i going to have before i need new units and because of the chinese new year and them being off for the next couple of weeks i really need to place an order as soon as they get back um, and i'm going to adjust things i'm going to probably double up the order of the more expensive units and cut the cheaper model by half of what i was normally going to order Anyways, I thought that was kind of an interesting scenario that happened with me. I was not expecting that at all. You know, I mean, if I, if I was looking at those numbers and for sure I ordered the right ratio and, and I didn't. So let me talk about a couple other things. Again, we're going back to when I ran out of inventory and why it's actually scarier than I thought, okay? Now, depending on who you talk to, there's, there's two trains of thought, I think, for the most part, on running out of inventory versus raising your price up really high on your product to make sure that nobody buys it, right? You're slowing down the sales at least um, so that you don't run out of inventory. Well, at first I didn't understand why somebody would want to raise their prices because the algorithm that Amazon uses is based on people actually visiting 
your page and the conversion rate from those clicks to actual purchases. So if you're increasing your click or sorry, increasing your price really, really high and you're getting people to actually click over to your page or your product page and they're not buying, your conversion rate goes down, which means Amazon starts seeing you less relevant for those keywords and it actually affects you negatively long term. So anybody that teaches that strategy, I don't think it's a good idea. Okay. The other thing you can do is to not raise your price and then you just run out of inventory. And that's okay because then at that point when you're out of inventory, the algorithm isn't going to penalize you in terms of conversions because you have no more traffic coming to the page. But here's where it gets kind of nasty and this happened to me a lot. When you run out of inventory, everybody can hijack your page technically, right? You're, you're not competing with them. So anybody that has any kind of listing uh, or says they have your product can jump on your on your listing and start selling like immediately. If they're the only ones, boom, they get on there at no matter what the price is, no matter what their seller rating is, they get it. Now, if you have product, like right now, it'd be very difficult if I have something in stock for somebody to hijack my page because it's going, it's going to come down to a number of factors, uh, price being one of them, but also their seller rating, right? Um, so if they've got a really crappy seller rating, it's going to be much more difficult for them to take over a listing. So since I didn't have any inventory, everybody was jumping on these listings. Uh, Chinese, uh, there were Chinese uh, suppliers and, or, or I guess companies. Um, there was one from Hong Kong. Um, at one point I had, I think two or three hijackers on one listing. Like they were bidding against each other to try to get the position. It was kind of funny watching it, but I was a little bit stressed out, managed to get them all off before my product came in. But that's the drawback of actually running out of inventory, or at least one of the drawbacks. Obviously when you run out your, your BSR and everything else goes down fast and you, you're going to have to build that back up. But consider the alternative, which is, you know, if you're raising your price uh, to the point where it's actually affecting your sales and your click throughs are still relatively the same, your conversion rate's going to go down. So you have to kind of weigh the pros and cons there. I don't know if a lot of people actually think about that. So because I went out of stock right away, I didn't get a chance to even raise my prices hardly. I think I did raise it a little bit on one of the products for a day or two and I still ran out of inventory. But because of that, I was able to jump back pretty fast. At least that's what I think. I don't know the back ends of the, <laughs> the Amazon algorithm, but that's what I think. And I think it shows, right? Because I mean, I paid two, just over $200 in pay-per-click yesterday. My sales are over 2000 already. Um, I'm moving up daily in terms of um, the search positions for each of the keywords. I'm tracking that. And today it's just over $100 in pay-per-click and it's about $1,300 in sales. And the day is a little bit more than halfway done, but I, my, my pay-per-click is actually lower. It's gonna be lower than it was yesterday and sales will be really close to where they were uh, yesterday when it's all done. So um, the other thing I wanna talk about is net profits, right? So a lot of people are teaching that you should shoot for about a third net profit. You know, a third, you want a third of, of your sale to be money that you put in your pocket. And, and I believe in that too as well. Um, but I ask myself, is that really realistic? You know, for a lot of other people, maybe, hmm, could be. But for me, I'm starting to realize, you know, I, and I've got a number of products now that 30% probably isn't what I should be shooting for. You know, honestly for me, because of how aggressive I am with pay-per-click and trying to scale things, maybe 20% is a more realistic number, you know? So for every $100,000 that I generate per month, I can put 20 grand 
you know, and pure profit in the bank. I'm talking about all expenses. So I'm not just talking about manufacturing costs and FBA costs. I'm talking about the shipping and uh, the refunds and everything else that goes into, uh, you know, something that will actually take money out of the sales that you're making. So when it's all said and done, 20% for me is pretty solid. I think that's kind of a number that's averaging uh, for, for all the SKUs that I'm selling. Another thing I want to talk about, and I mentioned this in a previous podcast as well, was that I had this really weird product. I think you'll remember I said, I'm going to be ordering this weird product, and I didn't really want to describe it. I didn't even know how to describe it, but it, it's just, <laughs> it's super strange. Nobody else, I think there's one other company that sells it. Uh, I've only seen one company that sells it, and I, it, I knew it wasn't going to sell a lot. That was the whole idea. The the, the idea was to try to get it to make some sales, have almost no competition, have almost no cost and pay-per-click, see if I make those sales and see if it would just be a consistent money maker. And if it did, I could, you know, find 10, 20, 30, 40 other products like that and continue the trend. So I wanted to give you kind of an update on that. Okay, so it's not doing as well as I hoped. I thought it would do a little better. It's, it went on sale in January, right? And... I'm looking at the numbers now. We've done 40 sales total in January. And this is on a, it, there's a variation. There's four variations of this product. Okay, so 40 sales, about $10 profit. So it's uh, made $400 in profit off the sales. It's $400 in my pocket. Okay, it's 400 bucks in a month. It's not the worst thing. It's not fantastic, but you know, I mean, think about it. That's almost $5,000 extra per year. So it's, it's, think of it as a $5,000 raise to my annual salary. So hey, that's not a bad thing you think about it. Um, I haven't spent a lot of time on the pay-per-click for this. Um, I've kind of tweaked it a little bit one day. I probably spent about 30 minutes on it and kind of let it run, but it was generating such such a low number of sales that it's really low on my priority list. So I haven't really gone in and, and tweaked it too much, but I will. And I probably can, I figure I could probably double, maybe even triple the sales. Now that's tripling the sales is bringing it from what am I at? One, one, maybe one and a half sales per day on average. So I might be able to get it to three or four sales per day. So no, I mean, that's an extra $30, $40 per day. So at four sales, that's going to be uh, $1,200 a month. So it's not bad. $1,200 a month times 12 months. So $14,000 extra per, per year if I can get it to that point. So that's the update on that. Um, I still think it could be a cool thing if you if you can find these little little products that nobody is selling that's super odd and niche and that's you know there's no competition and the product is my cheapest product to, to source it costs me nothing like it's it's almost free at least compared to my other products right I mean this one I can get made for under a dollar um, for some of the variations one of the variations is a little bit more expensive so yeah, that's pretty much the update, guys. Um, I want to get back into doing podcasts on a more regular basis now that things are a little bit uh, more under control. I wanted to get something out there. Um, one of the things that I've really been dumping a lot of time into, I don't, I can't really say too much about it, but it's a new project that I've been working on in collaboration uh, with uh, a couple other people, and it's it's super awesome. It's crazy. It's I can't wait to talk about it. Probably another, mm, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say. I don't want to say, hey, it's going to be ready, you know, in three months and, and then that date goes by. But, you know, it could be longer, could be sooner. I'll let you know here when it's ready. But it's, uh, it's it, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's uh, making money and it's, and it will definitely be something that 
those that listen to this podcast can employ and use and um, really drastically change the way they're the way they look at things and, and the amount of money that they're making so um, keep or stay tuned and I'll be talking about that a little bit later so guys that's about all I have for you this episode please if you have any questions uh, do go to the ampmpodcast.com website and leave me a, a voicemail I'd like to uh, play that on air and answer your questions also guys if you're not using some of the tools that I use uh, for keywords and for my pay-per-click and to make sure that things are are looking good do so I mean I use scribbles I made that for free for everybody again that's available at the website just use it just to make sure you're using all your keywords and one last thing guys before I go you know I can throw around some big numbers and I can say that I'm doing all this stuff um, because I'm actually doing things right I'm not just talking about stuff I'm actually going and doing it so you know if you haven't started or you're thinking about doing it just do it right and so I'm not a big sports fan but I think most people know who Michael Jordan is and he had a quote and his quote was some people want it to happen some wish it would happen others make it happen so you know think about that are you somebody that wants it to happen are you wishing it's gonna happen or are you gonna make it happen Hopefully you're on that uh, that last part. You, you're going to make it happen. And I know that's the type of person I am, and I hope that you'll follow along. And that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you guys next time. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the AMPM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.